You're listening to a Cup of Resilience podcast with Tamiko Drummond. Real topics, real people, real solutions, real solutions. Hello, everyone. Guess what? It is a Cup of Resilience time. My name is Tamiko Drummond, and I'm known as the Brand Success Coach. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. I am super excited. I am back. My name is Tamiko Drummond, and welcome to another episode of the A Cup of Resilience podcast. Again, you already know, once you choose us, they will never stop talking about you. I am super excited. I have author, the introvert leader himself in the building with me today, Mr. Terrence Lee. Woo! <laughs> Terrence, please welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. And please let the people know who you are and don't hold back because you're super awesome. So please let them know who you are. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that introduction. And, you know, thank you so much for having me uh, on the platform. Definitely an honor to be here. So, yeah, so my name is Terrence. My platform is called The Introvert Leader. And my entire mission is to help people with introverted personalities to reach their full potential. And so, uh, you know, I started the platform back in November 2020. And really the reason for starting it was I realized that there were a lot of people out there that had to be like me. Um, you know, growing up with more of an introverted personality and feeling different, feeling like I wasn't quite like a lot of my more extroverted friends or coworkers. Uh, I knew there were other people out there that, you know, probably felt the same way. So, you know, started the platform and uh, just have been doing it ever since. That's awesome. I appreciate you being here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. So our topic today is leading as an introvert and you all, let me tell you something because I didn't hear Terrence mention his book, but he's got a book called quiet voice, fearless leader. So if you have not gotten it, please go out and get it because the stories, the, the tips are definitely something that you can utilize if you yourself are an introvert and want to lead. Because guess what? Introverts are pretty dope. Pretty dope. <laughs> so, um, so Terrence, let me just ask why, you know, what made you decide to write, write this book? Like what made you decide to so you know what? I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to be known as the introvert leader. Like what, what happened? What was that turning point? Yeah, great question. So I think that the best answer to that, I need to start uh, from the beginning, just tell a little bit about my, my journey. So um, in the beginning, I was actually a very loud kid. Uh, I moved around a lot. My dad took different jobs. And so we would go to these you know, different cities. I lived in five different cities growing up as a kid. And I would get to these schools and it's like, you know, you're trying to make friends, right? So you're being social and you're talking to people. You, you want to be considered cool. So, you know, I was a kid that was pretty lively and I actually got in trouble for it quite a bit when I was younger. And all of that changed when I got to middle school. So when I was 13, I was in a, a choir at school. And we were living in Rochester, New York at the time. And this particular choir director that was the director for us, we just didn't have the best relationship. Like it was very contentious. Uh, she, was, she was pretty hard on me. Um, and so 
that went on for a while. And really the turning point was this one particular day. And so one day uh, I was a tenor, had a pretty deep voice for my age at the time. And I had just made up my mind that day that I was going to do a great job. Like it just never seemed like I could impress her, you know? So I said, this is going to be the day that I do great. Like she's going to, you know, love my singing and everything. Right. So anyway, uh, we start singing the soprano section. They sing their portion of the song we were singing then the altos sang. And then it came to my section, the tenors. And so, you know, I, I stand up straight and I'm like ready, you know, and, uh, I start singing and within a few seconds, she stopped playing the music on the piano and she slammed the piano cover down and she looked directly at me. And at that time, my name is Terrence, but my nickname was Terry. That's what a lot of people used to call me. Right. So she said, Terry Lee, you are off key. I need you to stop singing and stop singing right now. Wow. By the way, she didn't say it in the tone I'm saying it. She like yelled it. Wow. Right in front of everybody. In front of all the kids, like all the kids in the choir risers and all of that, right? So she does this and I can hear like, you know, my classmates like behind me, they're like laughing at me, you know, like it was, it was very embarrassing. Like you can remember middle school, like middle school, it is brutal, (laughs) you know? So they're laughing at me and I'm like, I feel myself start sweating. It was just a really bad moment. So, you know, she went back and started playing the piano again. And like, I didn't sing, I just kind of stood there. And um, that was really a turning point for me because before then, I was like the kid that would raise my hand in class. I was like pretty lively in the lunchroom. Like I was one like talking a lot, things like that. And it just completely changed my perspective in the way that I would talk and the way I would do things. And I didn't realize until I was writing the book that that was a, a turning point for me. Wow. So that happened and fast forward through my life when I started my first career in engineering, I was able to, um, you know, be an engineer, but I wasn't really speaking at the meetings. I wasn't really, you know, getting my words out. I wasn't raising my hand or talking about my perspective. And a lot of it I didn't know at the time, but it stemmed back to that. Mm-hmm. And eventually, what happened is people began to tell me they saw leadership potential in me. There were some very key people, and I talk about them in the book, that were mentors for me. They really encouraged me. And I started to see myself different. I started to change my mindset and how I saw myself. And so eventually I began to get into leadership roles. And, you know, not just doing leadership roles, but being told that I was a really good leader. So, uh, you know, long story, but the short of it is really the reason I wrote the book is because when I think back on my journey, I think about how I used to view myself, how I used to view being an introvert, having a different personality. And now I see myself and I'm this leader at this Fortune 500 company and I'm an entrepreneur and have businesses and I do these different things. And I'm like, how did I get here? You know? So, you know, I do what I do. And I wrote that book to encourage fellow introverts to realize that they have everything that they need within them to be an amazing leader. And there's nothing about being an introvert that is a bad thing or is a weakness. So that's why I wrote the book. And and that's so I've been following Terrence for it's been a minute. It has been a minute. And so he does come on and does these lives and and we'll talk at the end how to get in touch with him and talk more about the book. But um, as an introvert myself, you know, I noticed that 
a lot of times in meetings, I might not talk up, right? Because introverts usually kind of hold back. We're seeing, you know, every the flow of everything. But how do you how do you navigate through being an introvert in a in a company, right? When the people who are extroverts will rush and just blurt out answers and just I, I think a lot of times they just want to be seen, you know? Have you ever been in, in school, in elementary school? There's always that one person who always raises hands. And then half the time they probably don't, they've gotten to the point where they don't really know the answer now, but the teacher is like, thinks they know the answer, right? Because they're always the ones to, to kind of bring their voice forward. So how do you navigate through that as an introvert? What tips can you yeah. give? Yeah, and, and it's so common, right? I mean, so many of us as introverts, we go through that. And so the first thing that, you know, I, I always say, and it might sound cliche, and it's probably something a lot of people have read in different self-help books and things like that, but it's to truly love yourself and to truly embrace that you're an introvert. Because like for a long time, what I used to do, like the scenario you just described, right? Being in that room with people that are extroverted, doing a lot of talking back and forth, cutting each other off, interrupting and all that. I thought I had to be like them to be successful. Like I thought I had to become what they were. And when I completely flipped that and I realized, you know what? I have more power when I stand in who I am. I actually have more power when I'm myself, you know, when I'm authentically me, I'm not trying to fake it, you know? And, right. and if I'm completely honest, there are times I did fake it. There are times where I tried to conform to the, you know, my extroverted coworkers or business partners, and it just didn't work for me. It, it wow. just, you know, it doesn't last. You end up feeling drained. It's just not of the Of course. Thing. So when I leaned into who I was and leaned into my introversion, that's when it changed. So that's the first thing. And then the other thing I, that I say is to realize that, uh, just like you described, right, where you're in a scenario and you have something to say, but maybe you're not gonna just come off and say it at first, you're gonna kind of observe and everything, mm -hmm. to realize that's actually a superpower. That actually gives you an advantage. Because what yeah. happens is when you do that, when everyone else is talking, when everyone else is getting their words out, the first thing that comes to their mind, they want to say it, you're actually observing everything going on in that room, right? That's true. So you're hearing what everyone's saying, you're watching people's body language, you're hearing what, you know, you're seeing things that people are not saying. Like you're catching a lot of little subtle things that someone that's doing a lot of talking, they're probably completely missing those things. And that actually makes you very powerful. So like I, I use that. And a lot of times people don't know I'm doing it, but uh, in my leadership roles, I'll just be observing the situation. When mm -hmm. I do say something, you know, it's coming from a different perspective because I've been really observing and watching what's going on. That, that is so true. That is absolutely true. So true. Um, I'm going to go here real quick. You mentioned that, is it J.K. Rowling, Warren Buffett, Tom Hanks, mm -hmm. Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey are yeah. introverts? That's right. I'm like, what? Like, that, that, that's amazing. I had yeah. no idea. I had no idea. Absolutely no idea. Yeah. And, you know, I think what happens and, and this is just through, you know, I've done a lot of research uh, over the past few years and starting the platform. 
And what I thought an introvert was, I was completely wrong. I was, I was wrong. Like, you know, when I first started, I thought introversion meant, you know, you're this quiet person and you stay in the room to yourself and you never talk to anybody and you just kind of, and that's not what introversion is. I mean, you know, introversion and extroversion are really about stimulus. So mm -hmm. someone that is more introverted, they're typically going to get more energy from recharging alone, having alone time. But it doesn't mean they never want to be around people. It doesn't mean that we don't, you know, enjoy relationships and friendships, right? And someone that's more extroverted, they get their recharge and their energy from being around people. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, like the pandemic, right, in 2020 and everyone kind of not being able to go anywhere. Well, for someone that's more extroverted, that was very hard, you know, right. they were able to get that energy. So it's really about stimulus. And uh, the other thing is that, you know, we're really just off somewhere along the scale of introversion and extroversion. There's actually no true 100% introverts right. and extroverts. That's the other thing. So we're really all just somewhere, you know, on that scale. Some of us just lean more one way or the other. That's true. And Anza wrote uh, great advice. I don't know if you saw these earlier. So. When you were talking about your story, uh, Viola stated that she was so wrong. Wow. So thanks for chiming in, Viola. And Melanie, thanks for watching. Uh, great advice. Being observant is key. So thank you all for um, sending in your comments. We appreciate it. Um, so what you talk a lot about networking as an introvert. Um, how do you do that? Can you give us some tips? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, you know, networking is one of those things that for a lot of us introverts, when we even hear the word, we just shudder. It's like, oh, networking, like, oh my God, do I have to go to this right. event? I don't know anybody and I've got to be around these people. Uh, at least that's how, you know, I've, I've felt at times. And what I think is very key is that networking is important. And one reason it's important is because our network is powerful, right? And I think a lot of us know that, but how do you go about it if you have an introverted personality? Especially? Right. So I think that one thing that's very key is to find your balance, find your balance. So networking for me, what I thought it meant when I started my career is I had to go to every happy hour with my coworkers and I had to go to every networking event and pass out a hundred business cards. And I had to do all of these things like constantly, right? And that is going to drain you. Like if you're someone with a more introverted personality, like over time, that is going to drain you. So the answer is, what's the best balance for you? It might be that there's an event uh, every week and maybe you don't go every week. Maybe you go right. Month, right? And then when you're at those events, as opposed to staying like four to five hours, maybe you say, hey, I'm going to go for one hour. Because after one hour, I know that my social battery is drained and I have to go, right? Right. So it's really knowing yourself and thinking about what is the best balance for you and what is the thing that works. So that's very key. And then the other thing, and I'm just, I'm going to go back to this. I talk about this a lot, but just being authentic, you know, when you're at these events or even if it's just, uh, you know, something small with a few coworkers or even if it's lunch with somebody one-on-one. -on -one, just being yourself and not feeling like networking means that you have to be who they are or match their energy or anything like that. 
because people are more attractive when you're just you. That's right. what I really learned. Like, I didn't know that for a long time. And again, I would try to fake it. And when I stopped doing that and I was just myself, that's mm-hmm. when I started to form, you know, more genuine relationships through networking. So, you know, just being yourself and finding your balance. Right. That's good advice. Now, I, I, I typically produce a lot of trainings for organizations. And when we're on Zoom, you have 100 people on there and you have like, probably 75, 80% of them are introverts. So they don't want to have the camera on. It's like, so in an organization, how do you um, kind of just get more interaction from your uh, introverted teammates? Or if you're a leader, like how do you get more interaction from people who are introverted? So a lot of it is about the dynamics, I would say. So like the scenario you just described where it's a Zoom call and there's like hundreds of people on or hundred people or something like that. Well, for some introverts, if I'm if I'm a leader, right, I need to really know my people. So even on the, the team that I lead right now, uh, I'll say that there are people that I know if we're on a call or a meeting and there's like more than 50 people on that meeting, they're not gonna want me or anyone else to like call them out to talk, right? right. You know, to put them on the spot like, hey, so-and-so, what do you think about this? That's not necessarily what they want. For them, what's gonna work best, they have input, but they would prefer it's in a smaller group or it's done offline. Right. And that's still interacting, that's still getting input, it's just doing it in a different setting, right? So I think that as a leader, it's very important that we know our people. And being someone that's a leader and also an introvert, it kind of helps because I already can see it. I already know. It's like, okay, this person on my team, you know, there's this icebreaker. They're not going to want to do that. Like, they may do it, but they may want to do it in like a breakout room where it's just them and one other person, as opposed to there's like 60 people on this call. And Mm -hmm. So tell us about your favorite hobby. They're not going to want to do that. Right. Right. I think that a lot of it is just knowing your people, knowing who you work with. And then, you know, as a leader, having the empathy and understanding to, you know, just align things to go with what's best for them. So speaking about um, alignment and knowing your people, how do you train other leaders how to spot this like what is what is that is is there something where you're like okay this is what you look out for yeah it's you know i think so much of it is observation and it's just it's listening it's really listening because a lot of people especially in corporate environments it's like we're so busy right and everybody is just go 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 But what I tell people is when you're having a conversation with somebody, really listen to what they're saying, really, you know, watch certain cues and certain things. Like if they're in a meeting and you can just kind of tell from body language or the way they said something that maybe that situation, they were nervous in that situation or that just wasn't the way they typically would communicate. You got to be able to pick up on those things, but it doesn't happen if you're not intentional and you're not watching for it and really listening for it. Now, I will say this on the flip side, you know, I do talk about this in the book. I do challenge fellow introverts and say that there are times where you don't feel like speaking up, but it's 
good to speak up. Mm. So there are times where you may not feel comfortable or you may feel nervous in that moment, but you may have this amazing thought. You may have this thing that you want to say that could completely transform the conversation and the way people are thinking in that room. And in those moments, what I used to do early in my career is I would not say that thing. And when I wouldn't, I would regret it because right. I would watch people talking. I would hear what they were saying. And I'm sitting in my mind like, man, I had this great thing to say, like, I want to say it, but I would stop myself, right? So on the flip side, I wouldn't, you know, encourage introverts to just sit back and not say something if they have something powerful to say either, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we want to, you know, process our thoughts and take our time. But there are other times where it's good for us to go ahead and get those thoughts out, be courageous and, and say what you have to say, because you can be the one that completely changes the conversation. That's good. But still, how do you be courageous, right? And speak up when the extrovert is already blurting stuff out. So it's like, okay, forget about it. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. So, and, that, and that's another, that is another question I get a lot. It's a question that I was navigating myself for a long time. So trust me, completely understand. So two specific tips for that, because the reality is we know that a lot of people love to hear themselves talk, right? A lot of people love to hear themselves talk and don't necessarily like to listen. So there's a few things that I suggest in that scenario. So one thing is when you have a thought or something to say, you want to wait for what I call pauses. So you want to wait for pauses in the conversation. And what that, all that is, is there's people talking, right? Just like you described, and they're going back and forth and they're talking fast and doing all that. And you're waiting for that specific pause. And it typically happens in conversations. Like it's gonna happen at some point. People are talking and there's this moment where the talking stops. And in that moment, you seize that opportunity and you get your words and you say it. Because otherwise those extroverts are gonna keep talking and they're just gonna keep going. So it's like you wait for that pause and you know you intentionally look for it. And when it comes, you get your words out. So that's the first one. Now the second one, and this is kind of going back to like grade school. Some people like laugh when I've said this in the past, but I do it sometimes now. But raise your hand, that's one. So people are talking and everything and they're not even thinking about anyone else. They just want to get their words out, right? But when they see a visual cue, like if you all are in a room together and you go like this, everyone just naturally turns their head, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that person has something to say. Right. So that's one way to do it. You know, even if it's like a Zoom call, you know, Zoom has the the, the chat features, right? Right. So you can like raise your hand on Zoom. You know, yeah. Yep. You know, so it's just, you know, different cues like that. Like these are ways where you can take the attention off of the extroverts that keep talking and then you can kind of bring that attention over to you to get your words. So that's just a few. That's good tips. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, let's talk about the book. So Terrence has a book called Quiet Voice, Fearless Leaders, where it says he's giving you 10 principles for introverts to awaken the leader inside. He already talked about why he wrote the book. So are there any tips that you can give us as introverts uh, that you didn't already say, and then I want to go into like, um, how do we how do we get the book? You know, and what do you have new going on in your life? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, uh, you know, starting with a few tips. Um, so one thing, and you know, we already touched on this, but just realizing that your introversion is not a bad thing. I think that so much of it starts in the mind first. So when you start there, then you set yourself up for success. Um, you know, one of the chapters that is very uh, just important to me because I struggled with this for a long time as an introvert was just communication. You know, a lot of things we've been talking about here have been related to communication. So there's an entire chapter that's just devoted to communication. You know, how to improve your communication as an introvert, how to speak uh, in public, how to, you know, speak up in meetings, different things like that. So there's a whole chapter on that. Uh, also, you know, how do you add value? How do you add value as an introvert in situations when it seems like the extroverts and the people that talk the most, they're the ones that get the most shine. They're the ones that people notice. How do you stand out with an introverted personality in an environment like that? So we talk about that in the book as well. And, and there's there's so much, uh, you know, additional. But as far as, you know, where to get the book, people can go to my website, quietvoicefearlessleader.com. And uh, the book is available in paperback, ebook, or audio. And also, uh, I'll be starting a podcast uh, here pretty soon. So uh, the first episode is going to drop actually next week, and that'll be called Quiet Voice, Fearless Mind. And that's all about empowering introverts and inspiring leaders. So uh, definitely excited about that. And people can follow me at The Introvert Leader on all social platforms. That's awesome. Thank you. So Melanie, um, who's watching, is going to question. She says, what if you're soft-spoken? Um, when you speak up, someone still interrupts while you're speaking. Then what? Any suggestions? Yes, Melanie. Great question. Thank you for that. So this unfortunately happens often. And I see it happen. And I will tell you that as a leader, when I see that happen, I shut that down immediately. Because the fact that you said something, you were courageous and you had a thought, you were thinking something and you got your words out and for somebody to cut you off, that's wrong. And so what I would tell you, Melanie, is in that situation, um, when that happens, you cut the person off back. I mean, I, that's kind of, that, that's typically where I go. And here's, and there's a way to do it. So what I would recommend if you're in that situation and they cut you off, you let them know, you say, excuse me, but I wasn't finished. That's kind of a tactful way, I feel like, to handle that situation. Because what you don't want, you don't want that person to just feel like that's okay to interrupt and to cut off what you're saying because you have an important thought. You have something to get out. And you don't have to say it in a mean way. You don't have to say it in, you know, with attitude or anything like that. You just say to them, say, excuse me, I, I wasn't finished with what I was right? And so I would highly recommend because unfortunately, Melanie, a lot of people interrupt and do that because they're self-centered and they just don't even think about what other people are saying, you know? So hopefully that helped. And, you know, the next time, if that happens again, you know, try that and um, let me know how that works. So that that's good, but what, what, what do you think people will take offense to that? So if you're in a room, right, and then you say, excuse me, I was still talking. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I guess it depends on how you say it. Like, hey, I was still talking, you know, not like, excuse you. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, and that's why I said like tactful, right? Like there's like a way to 
you know, yeah, I'm definitely not suggesting like, you know, why, excuse me, I was still, no, it's because tone is very important. It is, right, right. So you don't want to like have a certain energy when you say it. It's just, hey, <laughs> you know, I was still, and that's kind of what I meant by like cut them off back. I was kind of like joking a little bit. But, right, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you at least want to like, hey, excuse me, you know, I was still, still talking, still trying to get my words up. Right, yeah, that, yep. That, that will definitely work. <laughs> Thank you. So remind the people again, um, how will they get in touch with you? Thanks again for being on the podcast. Uh, so your what is your um, your handle, your website? How do they get the book, the name of the book, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, before that, though, I so far, and I hope you all had notes, but you have to know the cues, right? Wait for pauses if you're an introvert. Speak up and be courageous. Be courageous. Speak up. Wait for the pauses. And hey, raise your hand. Now, I'll do that, but I had to remember, write down what you were going to say. Because while all these things are happening, you'll raise, then you'll be like, you know what? Somebody cut you off. You, I, sometimes you can forget. So write down your thoughts, you know, and then raise your hands so that you don't forget. So that's what I have. But uh, <laughs> Terrence, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you wanted to, you know, let everyone know? Yeah, no, th this was great. I mean, you know, I just, uh, I just leave with, uh, you know, be comfortable being yourself. Like, don't ever feel like you have to be like anyone else. Don't ever feel like being an introvert is a bad thing or you have to become something that you're not. I know for a long time, that's how I felt. You know, be confident in who you are. Uh, if people have different personalities or they're more extroverted, then, you know, that's okay. That's them. You know, let them be who they are and be confident and comfortable being who you are. You know, but other than that, I mean, that's that's really it. I just, you know, hope everyone has, uh, you know, enjoyed the episode and uh, any way that I can help. People definitely feel free to reach out to me at The Introvert Leader on all social platforms and check out the book at quietvoiceforthisleader.com. That's awesome. Well, please, please, please go ahead and grab the book. Um, I promise you, you will not, you will not uh, be disappointed at all. So thanks again, Terrence. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks to everyone that is watching. If you have any other questions for Terrence, please, um, you know, reach out to him, reach out to him, go ahead and get the book. It's on all platforms, follow him, follow his new podcast. Again, Terrence Lee, get connected. He is an introvert, but an awesome leader. And until next time, thank you all so much. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to A Cup of Resilience. Follow, like, share at A Cup of Resilience. At A Cup of Resilience. My name is Tamiko Drummond, and I'm known as the brand success coach. Once you choose us, they will never stop talking about you. 